K233DT Eastlake, 94.5 K233BU Seattle. I'm on this station. Aging options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA, and we wondered if that was wise. LaPointe Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich. Hey, this is Bob Pittman actually sitting in for Rajiv, my good friend Rajiv. Uh, I was I was there when he when he started up. That's how far back I go. <laughs> but he is a, he does such a great job that I'm just going to sit in for him uh, today for a little bit and uh, work with you. Hey, uh, life is full of changes, isn't it? That's one of the big reasons we do planning because we know for sure that curveballs are coming coming across that plate. I mean, there's just no way that we're going to get through life without a few curveballs happening. And so the planning and the, and the life planning in particular uh, that we do and uh, work with uh, nice folks like Rajiv and his office uh, really makes a difference because, you know, you can't stop the curveballs from coming. So you got to be ready to adapt, ready to uh, to take that curveball and make something out of it. And, yeah, if you stumble and you fall, you just have to pick yourself back up again and get going. That's part of this whole planning. Without any planning, I mean, you're in big trouble. So the proper planning makes such a difference in life. Uh, and, uh, say, uh, phone number, you can text us. We're uh, experiencing a minor difficulty. And so you can text your question, that would be fun, to 800 465 877, and Paul's going to help us with that. So text us with a question at 800-465-8770. Otherwise, just kind of hang on to your seat, and we'll just have a really good time for the for the broadcast today. Aging Options is the place to go. And by the way, you've got to head over to Aging Options and check out the blog. We'll be talking about some really interesting articles. Uh, but you know what? Let's Let's shift gears and let's figure out what year this was. So I have fun every week uh, trying to figure out the year. And now you can't go online to try to figure this out. You've got to figure it out on your own. So this is the honor system. All right. What year was it? Stephen King publishes his first novel, Carrie. Sears Tower in Chicago becomes the world's tallest building. I haven't been in Sears Tower, but that's a... Big building. Work on the 800-mile Alaska oil pipeline begins. 
And this was one of the most popular songs of the year. All right, was it 1972, 1973, or 1974? So think about that. Let us know. You can even text your answer in, too, along with a question, 800-465-8770. And we'll be sure to let you know what year that was right about the end of the program. Boy, when I, when I see the year 1973, and I'm going to date myself, uh, that's the year Diane and I got married. Whoa. <laughs> now, I always uh, let people know that I had to get the court's permission to marry Diane because she was so young. And then, you know, Diane always rolls her eyes <laughs> and says, oh, man, there's Bob. So anyway, 19, well, how did that go? That's, that's a long ways back, isn't it? Uh, so planning, planning. Let's take a look at uh, the articles that are on agingoptions.com. Let's, let's please mention the first one here. This is really interesting. And this one, um, I mean, I personally find kind of, I don't know, scary or eye-opening. Um, it's a Kiplinger report on aging and retirement planning, and it's warning us that managing our own money gets harder as we grow older. I'll tell you, what, what doesn't get harder as we grow older? <laughs> yeah, it's so scary, man. Uh, but this is one I think that that's a really good article, and this is one that I think is is – for everybody to think about. And even if you have a financial advisor, uh, you know, thinking about how are you monitoring, how are you understanding, and do you have someone uh, helping on that, you might not realize just how much you've lost your edge until problems start to arise. And, you know, investing in this environment these days, it's always tough, but I think it's particularly tough right now. You think about interest rates being, you know, almost non-existent still, although I think that's going to change. But good article. Be sure to take a peek at that one. We'll talk about the other ones uh, as well. But take a peek and uh, and get started on the road to planning, planning for those curveballs. How do you react when, when bad things happen? What is, what is it that we do? You know, um, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, many years ago, I was working with a a person, uh, she was 70, which this is like you know 25 years ago. I thought that was old, of course, <clears throat> uh, not anymore. <laughs> but anyway, what, what had happened was she had gotten herself into a terrible legal jam, and she was being sued for essentially everything she owned. And it was just a very sad situation, and I, I followed the case through. I didn't actually represent her in the litigation. I'm, I'm not that kind of an attorney, but I followed through and, and to see what happened. And, and the saddest part, I thought, was that she lost not only her personal assets, but she lost the inheritance from her parents. Her parents had left her inheritance. She was retired now. She was uh, using that as kind of a rainy day fund. It was set aside. It was going to help her. Uh, make the road all the way to the end of the road, shall we say, uh, and make sure it was somewhat comfortable. She lost that. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's so sad. And I, I sat and thought about it. This is, again, 25 years ago. And I thought to myself, uh, what if I could go back in time? So we'll go over to a, a TV show that allows you to take you uh, back in time. And what if I could have done that and gone to visit her parents when they were doing their planning and what if, is there something I could have told them to do with the inheritance they were leaving their children, especially this one daughter, 
who was a very responsible adult daughter. She was, it was just a horrible accident that happened, and she ended up losing everything. But it's just something I could have told her, told them. And I thought about it, thought about, talked to colleagues of mine around the country, and it was finally, you know, how they have the V8 moment. You can kind of picture me uh, tapping my forehead with my with my hand. V8 moment. Oh, I could have had a V8. Oh, well, it's a trust. I could have had the parents could have used a special form of trust. I always picture that old movie that I remember from years ago where the, the one of the characters opens up the big coat, the raincoat, and inside are all these watches. I'm thinking they're all stolen watches. I don't know. But selling watches out on the street corner and had a ton of them. Well, those are trusts, a ton of trusts. There are so many different kinds of trusts that we use. Now, this one I call a saran wrap trust. So those parents way back you know, could have left the inheritance to this daughter 25 years back, actually was further back when she got the inheritance. If they had left it in a special form of trust, then the daughter would not have lost the inheritance when all of this stuff happened, all of this lawsuit and everything. And, of course, it could have also protected, if there had been a divorce, it would have protected her in the event of a divorce with the assets not being on the table for division and passing them out to uh, the uh, now former spouse. So about 25 years ago, I started talking about saran wrap trusts and the fact that, you know, most of us have responsible adult children. We do. I suspect you do too. If you have children, they're probably responsible adult children. You know, we always like to kid about the the children who maybe aren't so responsible, but for the most part, uh, we have responsible adult children. Why wouldn't we want to protect them at least offer protection against things like lawsuits and divorces and all the uh, miscellaneous stuff that can happen in life. Again, being prepared, watching for those curveballs. And what we're doing is we're saying, you know, if our kids get a curveball, maybe maybe they'll have some protection and maybe they won't lose all of their inherited assets. And so I think it's really important when you're talking to your, your estate planning attorney, uh, when you're talking to Rajiv, and I know Rajiv has a variation of the uh, my, my uh, sort of infamous or famous surrender trust, and you talk about it and just discuss it. It's, um, you know, it's a little more complex planning, but just think about your children being able to preserve their inheritance for maybe their children if we do things like the uh, like the saran wrap arrangement, hey, if you have questions about that or questions about anything, uh, text us. So this is we're we're really up to speed today. Texting, so text us at 800-465-8770. Head over to agingoptions.com and take a look at those great articles every week. Tony Boland does a wonderful job. Tony Boland and the, and the whole crew with Rajiv kind of there at the helm. Uh, of putting together really good, insightful articles about uh, planning for all of us. And it really does cover all of us. I think we're going to slip out uh, for a quick break and be thinking about the year that this is. Remember, uh, Stephen King publishes his first novel, Carrie. Sears Tower in Chicago becomes the world's tallest building. Work on the 800-mile Alaska oil pipeline begins. And I think if, Paul, if you've got this tuned, uh, tuned up here, um, or, or <laughs> bought it up, uh, this was one of the most popular songs of the year.
All right. Was that 1972, 1973, or 1974? We'll return with more aging options in just a moment. What another LifePoint Law satisfied client has to say. The way that I actually ended up meeting Rajiv was to attend one of the seminars. My father had started to go into declining health, and I had wanted to be proactive. The seminar was probably what convinced us more than anything else. And I think the thing that impressed me the most was when Rajiv talked about his own life experience with his wife, her parents, I could sense this was a very sincere man. Join Rajiv Nagayich for the next Life Planning Seminar, live in person Saturday, September 11th at 1 p.m. in Federal Way at the LifePoint Law Campus. 70% of retirement plans fail. A successful plan starts by attending Rajiv's seminar on September 11th in Federal Way. For more information, make your free reservation. Visit LifePointLaw.com. That's LifePointLaw.com. Or call 253-838-3454. Again, that's 253-838-3454. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws. But it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Join Rajiv Nagaj for the next life planning seminar live in person saturday september 11th at 1 p.m in federal way at the life point law campus 70 percent of retirement plans fail a successful plan starts by attending rajiv's seminar on september 11th in federal way for more information make your free reservation visit lifepointlaw.com that is lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454 253-838-3454 now back to aging options health housing finance legal and family my life my plan my way know your options here is life planning coach rajiv nagayich well this is really bob Pittman sitting in for rajiv today it's always my pleasure to uh, stop by you know one of the articles at the uh, agingoptions.com blog is really interesting yeah they're all interesting but this one 
uh, talking about the uh, unsung importance of casual relationships. Now, it does say for older adults, so I don't know what the age limit is there. But, you know, uh, it really is interesting. You look back on the past year and a half or so when we haven't been able to, you know, just kind of get out there and go to the, uh, at least normally, just be able to go out and go uh, grocery shopping in a in a casual arrangement or go to uh, restaurants and all the different things, baseball games. It's all starting to come back, of course. But I thought it was really interesting that the loss of your just casual day-to-day connection. So, you know, the place where you go to get coffee. You don't have a formal relationship with the nice folks that are helping in the in the shop, but you have a casual relationship with them. And this article is so interesting. It's saying how important those casual relationships are and that the ties kind of cultivate a sense of belonging, it says, without all the emotional challenges that often attend close relationships or family. And and I hadn't thought about it, but I, as I read that, I thought, you know, that's right, because I, I really value all the casual relationships. And then I got to think, and I thought, you know what we all have every Saturday is a casual relationship with Rajiv on the radio. And just imagine that you don't have that anymore. I mean, it's a real loss and a sense of loss. So we got to keep Rajiv coming here every Saturday. And by the way, if you haven't had a chance to see the PBS special, you really need to seek that out. Just just Google uh, Rajiv Nagayach PBS and you'll find uh, when it's going to be in, in your area. But it's a terrific program. And while I'm on that, uh, it is always fun to see Rajiv live. And there's something about it. And uh, radio is so special. I love radio. I've been with radio for decades now, and it's just my my favorite medium, I think. Uh, well, I know it is. Uh, but Rajiv is going to have an event on, on September 11th at 1 p.m. in Federal Way. Don't miss the opportunity to go see him. Uh, I know you, uh, several years ago, Diane and I went to uh, one of his events. And, you know, I've been practicing law now for 40 years. Wow, I shouldn't admit to that, should I? But 40 years, a long time. And um, and I'm an estate planning attorney. I'm not uh, I'm not a life planning or elder law attorney. I'm an estate planning attorney. There's a difference. And I picked up stuff. I thought, whoa. I mean, you find yourself walking away from his events with answers to questions you didn't know you had. And I noticed that even with me. And so I know that uh, we all need to attend. If you, even if you've uh, uh, heard him on the radio or, or done the video, you want to go live. And so uh, check that out, September 11th. Go to agingoptions.com to get more information and to, uh, to check in and, and register. Give a call to, uh, uh, to Rajiv's office and, and set that up. The number I have is 877-76-AGING. I know there is, and I'll look for it, 253-838-3454, and you can register for, for that seminar. It's really worthwhile. And it, you know, bring a bring a friend, bring uh, uh, someone you think should hear it with you. I think it's particularly a particularly good idea to bring one of the kids with you because then they can hear what it is that's transpiring and what you need to think about when it comes to planning. Hey, one of the questions I get, uh, and by the way, text us with a question if you'd like to. Uh, We're really uh, in the uh, new century. So text us today at 800-465-8770. Text 
to 800-465-8770. We'll try to get to your question, too. And also let us know what you think the uh, year was uh, for that uh, that I I mentioned, 72, 73, or 74, and we'll mention that again in just a minute. But I get a question a lot of times saying, you know, uh, should I consider a revocable living trust instead of a will? And let me say just for sure uh, that, uh, that wills mean probate, but probate is not a nightmare. Let me just say that right up front. Uh, probate is portrayed sometimes in the, especially national publications, but sometimes locally, as some kind of a of a nightmare. Now, I will say, uh, if you are in a state like California, I like California, I'm not anti-California, but it's a terrible place to die and go through a probate. The, uh, I don't know how the attorneys got away with it, but the attorneys were able to, to get some kind of a statutory fee schedule in there that is based on a percentage. Unless that's changed recently, uh, you have to have no conscience <laughs> to practice in in, uh, in California and do uh, probate because there's a percentage fee that is paid out for the probate. Well, you want to avoid that. Normally, uh, you know, probates are in Washington might be, well, I'm just going to throw out a, a, a comment. It's somewhere between probably four or 5,000 to maybe 10,000. Sometimes it's more because you've got uh, real complications and stuff. But, uh, but oftentimes it's kind of in that area. That's real money, but it's not like a, like a percentage fee against the entire, the entire value of your estate, which, which could end up being, you know, tens of thousands, if not more. So uh, don't try to avoid probate just because you think you're saving a ton of money because chances are you aren't. But do look at a revocable trust if you want to do quality incapacity planning. So in my opinion, if you are incapacitated and need someone managing all of your affairs, that's better done through a revocable trust as opposed to uh, a rather crude document called a power of attorney, although powers of attorney are very important as well, and they can work really well and substitute just fine. But I find if we have a very long-term incapacity, it's better if we've left really good instructions and named someone as a trustee, subject to all the trust rules that are out there, to manage our affairs the way we want them managed and not run the risk of a guardian needing to be appointed over our affairs. Now, when you look at guardianships, you can have a guardianship over the person and a guardianship over the assets, the financial part. I would say that you may, you know, if you're you're insisting on living on the freeway or something now, uh, they may have to have someone appoint a guardian of your person to get you off the freeway, but they don't need to be appointing someone to be guardian over your financial affairs if you have set up a trust properly and named the people you want as trustee to take over your finances, but make sure you're naming the right people. It is not an honorary position, and sometimes people are named who really shouldn't be a trustee. So you may want to even look to some of the professional trust services that are out there. Uh, and there are professional uh, you know, guardian services as well that you can look at. But the trust is really good, in my opinion, for incapacity management. <clears throat> it's also uh, a way of uh, protecting against probate in other states. So a lot of times folks will show up at the doorstep here and they'll have a maybe a property in Arizona or a property in California or somewhere or Hawaii. I'd say those are the the three big states for where 
people have property. Hawaii is great, a great state to be, but you don't want to go through probate there. So by having the revocable trust, you can eliminate the probate in these other states, as well as eliminating it in Washington as well, even though, again, probate is not a nightmare in Washington state. But if you're going to avoid it for out of state, you might as well avoid it in state. One of the hassle factors is always, uh, you know, there are pros and cons. And so one of the hassle factors of the revocable trust is that you really do need to shift your, your assets. You need to retitle or reposition your assets so that, for instance, your home would be typically in the name of your trust. Your investment account would typically be in the name of the trust. An exception would be retirement account. So that could be an investment account too, but it's retirement. If it's an IRA, for example, well, that's not going to that's not going to fit comfortably in the trust. You don't want to have your IRA owned by anybody other than you as the participant. And chances are you're not going to want to name the trust as the beneficiary. Chances are we're going to name, if we're married, we're going to name spouse typically as the primary beneficiary. Then the spouse can roll over that IRA. <clears throat> and then maybe we're going to name the adult children as the, uh, as the contingent or secondary beneficiaries. A lot of changes in the, the rules for distributions to non-spouse beneficiaries from retirement or things like IRA accounts. It used to be that we could stretch out the distributions over the lifetime of a beneficiary, say a child or a grandchild. They changed the rules a little while ago and they said, no, 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 we want our money. We want our money now because, of course, most of those uh, accounts, we haven't paid tax on most of those accounts in the past. So we got to pay it when, when the money comes out. So they want it within 10 years now. So there's a, it's still not bad, but it's, uh, it's not as good as being able to, <clears throat> to stretch out. Uh, over that entire, uh, over that entire broad, uh, broadcast, I was going to say, broadcast is your life, right? <laughs> Look at your life as a broadcast, and when you get to the end of it, <laughs> you ought to take your last dollar out, right, and have spent your last dollar on on your last day of your broadcast. <laughs> That's really hard to do. A lot of people try to do it or think they want to do it. <clears throat> it doesn't work. Usually there's something left over. One of the big things, you know what, uh, we're going to slip out in just a second, but one of the big mistakes that husbands and wives or spouses are making in terms of estate tax uh, situation, especially with the state of Washington, we'll touch on that in, in the next segment. Uh, what is one of the biggest mistakes that spouses are making when it comes to estate taxes? We'll talk about that. In the meantime, let me give you one more shot here at the year. So what year was it? Stephen King publishes his first novel, Carrie. Sears Tower in Chicago becomes the world's tallest building. Work on the 800-mile Alaska oil pipeline begins. And this was one of the most popular songs of the year. Okay, was it 1972, 1973, or 1974? And now, no peeking, you cannot go online and try to figure this out. You got to do it from that memory bank that you've got there. And you can uh, text your answer or your, your idea to 800-465. 8770 and we're going to continue right here at AG Options in a moment.
You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the costs and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Join Rajiv Nagaj for the next life planning seminar live in person saturday september 11th at 1 p.m in federal way at the life point law campus 70 percent of retirement plans fail a successful plan starts by attending rajiv seminar on september 11th in federal way for more information make your free reservation visit lifepointlaw.com that is lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454 253-838-3454 now back to aging options my life my plan my way changing the way america thinks of plans for and navigates through retirement with life planning coach rajiv nagayich Hey, and this is Bob Pittman sitting in for Rajiv this week. We all love Rajiv. He's one of our uh, our casual relationships from that article on the blog that are so important to us. And maybe there, you know, some of you may have more than a casual relationship with Rajiv, and that's okay too. But I, such a good article, a lot of good articles there. Um, and we'll, I want to want to talk about another one in just a second. But um, biggest mistake that spouses make 
when it comes to estate tax issues. Now, the federal estate tax exemption is quite high. It's up. It's a little over $11 million right now. So a lot of people are not thinking about paying federal estate tax. By the way, that number uh, is going to come down. I want to say 2026, it'll be down uh, around $5 million plus an inflation factor that could make it around $6 million. Still a lot of money. Uh, and, of course, the, the new administration is talking about reducing it down to about $3.5 million. Again, still a lot of money. Washington State has stayed steady at just, just a hair over $2 million, which sounds like a lot of money. But when you add everything up in your life, your retirement plan, any life insurance, your house, Houses, my goodness, these days are, <laughs> are wild. But you add everything up, even all the miscellaneous stuff uh, that, that you have, too, maybe a few valuable antiques and things like that as well. But everything gets added up. And if you pop up over that, uh, it's actually 2193000 If you pop up over that number, then Washington likes to take a little bit of it in terms of estate tax. Now, one of the big mistakes is uh, spouses thinking that, well, there are two of us, so, so we must, must automatically have two of those exemptions. And if you double the $2,193,000, we are approaching $4.4 million then, which will cover a lot of ground for a lot of people. But guess what? You don't automatically get that second exemption. It's actually the first one that goes away. So let's take Bob and Diane just for a moment. Let's say that Bob and Diane, Bob dies first. I, my inclination is just to give my share of the estate. In Washington, typically that's 50%, is going to go to Diane. And there's no tax when it goes to a spouse, especially a U.S. citizen spouse. <clears throat> and so now she has the assets, and she dies, in my example here, two months later. If if she's over that 2193 when she dies, uh, there's going to be a tax for our two kids, Jeff and Greg, because we didn't use my exemption. You have to actually use the first person's exemption, and typically that's done best through a trust arrangement. So picture me putting my portion of the estate, my half, in a little container in front of Diane, and it's a trust. That's Bob's exemption trust, we'll call it. And now Diane has access to that exemption trust. She can use what she needs of it essentially for the rest of her life. So it's almost as good as getting it all outright. But now when she dies, and in my example two months later, my portion goes directly to the kids or to the beneficiaries without any tax, as long as it was below that 2193 when I died. That goes tax-free. And now she has her half, which is less than the whole, obviously. And that hopefully is going to go estate tax-free as long as she's below that 2193 So it's a way to make sure we double the exemption. Believe it or not, that technique is missed all all the time by spouses. I just can't believe it. You've got to make sure if you if you think that when the surviving spouse uh, will die, that you're going to have you're likely to have more than about two million dollars. You need to include that technique in your planning before the first spouse dies. That's the trick. You've got to do it before the first spouse dies. Arrange for all of this, and then you can save the taxes on both of those exemptions going down the road. And I think that's really important. And again, I can't believe after all these all these years that that's missed 
as often as it is missed. So take a look at that. Talk to your uh, talk to your attorney and make sure that kind of language is inside either your wills or it does go conveniently into a revocable uh, living trust as well. So take a look at that and make sure. Hey, uh, one of the articles, great articles again, as always, on the uh, on the blog at agingoptions.com. But this one, of course, the, uh, the talks about the growing phenomenon of gray divorce. Yeah, I've got the gray hair. What's left of my hair is gray. Uh, gray hair, <laughs> divorce. It says gray divorce. I'm adding the hair. Uh, and we think about, you know, think about Bill and Melinda Gates. I mean, they're actually in that gray area. Hard to believe, but they are. And who would have thought that they would be getting uh, getting a divorce? Who would think that some of us, some of our friends, some people that we know later in life getting a divorce? It has become quite the phenomenon, and, and divorce rates may have plummeted among young people, which I thought was interesting, but they've risen among older, uh, older uh, adults. So the rate of divorce among people 50 and older has doubled in, in just two decades. Wow. I that's just really surprises me, and I just can't believe that it's happening, but it is. And so you want to be thinking about that and think about uh, maybe what you can do with your work on your marriage, too. And maybe, of course, I'm not anti-divorce. I mean, I, there are times, I think, when, when people probably should. And, and I, I think part of it is people are, are not wanting to maybe live the, the balance of their lives, realizing that it's starting to, the time period's starting to shrink on us a little bit as we advance down the road. But good article. Take a look at it and see, kind of see where you fit in it uh, as well. So uh, now, uh, September 11th, uh, big date in general, but it's the big event, live event, uh, which hopefully will get more and more common, but live event, uh, September 11th with Rajiv. It's on that great Federal Way campus, 1 p.m. on that date, so be sure to, uh, to call in and sign up for that uh, live event. It's fun to do them online, but it's really neat to go live and take someone with you, maybe even take one of the kids with you and learn about uh, life planning. You know, I am an estate planning attorney, and uh, it's um, it's different than what Rajiv does. Now, Rajiv has a life planning component to his all of his planning, which is just uh, so uh, unique in the marketplace and in the world. Uh, and want to look for that PBS special, by the way, that he did, which is really fun to watch and, and really telling and enjoyable. But uh, life planning is kind of a wrapper. So you might do, so you come to someone like me and you've got your, your trust maybe or your will and you've got your powers of attorney and all that. So your legal life might be in order, but you're missing things. And the miss is really in the life planning. So have you thought about, um, you know, I, I hadn't heard about geriatric care physicians until I uh, got to know Rajiv better. I just thought, uh, and I've, I've heard uh, physicians say, well, yeah, I, I treat it. I am old and I treat older people, so I must be okay. I must be a geriatric care physician. Well, no, you're maybe just entering into the geriatric area. <laughs> so it's a real specialty. And so things like thinking about, gee, who is the appropriate physician? You know, we look at pediatricians when it goes for uh, children, obviously, and we wouldn't think about a, a general practice person for a child. Well, you need to think about that when it comes to the uh, to our uh, the uh, older crowd that I have entered into myself. 
And so things like that and housing, how, you know, how is it that you need to think about your housing? And, and, you know, you can't just keep the blinders on. You can't put your head in the sand. You've got to think about what are you actually going to do as you age? And if you want to age in place, then you darn well better be engaging in, in life planning and doing uh, arranging for, for what kind of care is going to happen. Care managers do a wonderful job. And I know when we do uh, trust planning now, we'll, uh, enter, we'll, we will enter language into the documents that ask our backup crew to be engaging a care manager. What a simple thing to do and what a profound effect it can have on your life, though, to make sure that you're going to live out your last days in the right spot, whether it's home or I talk to people all the time and say, well, you know, I, I don't want to be home until the end. I want to move to one of these great new places where it's kind of fun and, and maybe, you know, thinking about that article earlier, you've got some casual relationships that are developed when it comes to uh, <laughs> to the uh, to the planning. So. Be sure to stay tuned each and every Saturday at 10 for the uh, Aging Options broadcast. I've been sitting in for Rajiv. This is Bob Pittman and uh, helping him out just a little bit today as we progress through the day. But we'll be looking for you next Saturday. This is Bob Pittman for Rajiv Nagaj. Administration. What am I talking about? Conservative Talk Radio. 770 KTTH Seattle. 94.5 K233 DT East Lake. 94.5 K233 BU Seattle. New urgency to get Americans out of Afghanistan. I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby is not ruling out sending U.S. forces outside the Kabul airport to find people and get them out of the country as quickly as possible. We're fighting against both time and space. That's the race that we're in right now. And, um... And uh, we're, we're trying to do this as quickly and as, as safely as possible. Earlier this morning, the U.S. Embassy in 